The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas Radio Network. From the gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Alrighty, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Sunday morning, uh, the Sunday after Super Bowl Sunday. A little bit more relaxed here, but certainly is going to be uh, starting to get a lot of activity here in the book here in Las Vegas at the uh, South Point Hotel Casino Complex on the Las Vegas Strip, Las Vegas Boulevard. And we are coming to you from that complex right here at the South Point Studios. And of course, uh, you get to see us and hear us if you want to uh, at uh, YouTube. Just go to YouTube. Uh, punch in South Point Studios, you get to the page, and then you just click it on, and you'll be able to see and hear us on the Race Day Show coming to you live and direct from these studios in Las Vegas. And we welcome all of our listeners listening on the uh, radio stations uh, that we have, and certainly our anchor stations here in Las Vegas, Sports Talk 1400 AM and uh, 107.1 FM, and of all of our websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global, your iPhone, your Android with the KSHP app, and of course the podcasting. Simply put, however, wherever, whenever you get us, technically anywhere, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Sunday show. Again, the weather is the primary um, news item as far as uh, horse racing and uh, racing both under the hood and uh, under the hide, so to speak. Because they just announced uh, not too long ago that the Daytona 500, the premier uh, auto race, the Daytona 500 has been postponed until tomorrow because of the rainy, bad weather there at the, at the racetrack in Daytona. So that's been canceled. We understand that uh, Gulfstream Park in Tampa Bay will be running today under uh, those uh, rainy type of conditions there with no turf racing at either track there. They have come off the turf in all of the races, uh, turf races at Gulfstream and at Tampa Bay. And as far as Southern California is concerned, well, the anchor dropped about halfway through yesterday. They canceled tomorrow's special President's Day race day card at Santa Anita because of impending weather coming through there. Now, they say it's uh, as far as uh, Southern California is going to be about, uh, they think about an 85% chance of getting uh, enough rain to uh, cause the racetrack to cancel there. I have a question for both Jonathan and John Linda when they get on board. And how can they run all of those great races at the fairgrounds in sloppy, sloppy conditions there with no problems? And then as soon as they have an expected rainstorm coming through Southern California, bink, cancel the card. We'll wait and see if they have a logical answer to that. I don't. And uh, so Santa Anita has been canceled tomorrow. There's special President's Day program. And, of course, Golden Gate was canceled a few days ago on their special President's Day Monday program because of lack of entries. So we have a couple of dynamics working as far as California and the cancellations for what they wanted to have as special President's Day cards there. They will not. There will be no racing on President's Day holiday tomorrow. We won't have a show, but we do have to remind you that of the tracks that uh, don't normally run on Mondays for President's Day tomorrow, you still have Oaklawn Park and Aqueduct that will be running tomorrow on a special President's Day card. So we wanted to keep you in mind on that. One race today will produce uh, Kentucky Derby leaderboard points, and that is the Sunland Derby, the Sunland Park Derby, which will be held, obviously, at Sunland Park. It holds 20 Kentucky Derby leaderboard points to the winner of that race. That'll come up later. And, of course, uh, they also have a race uh, for three-year-old fillies. 
the Suncoast, but that will not uh, produce any leaderboard points for the Kentucky Oaks. And that uh, is for today. Of course, you know the big racing day tomorrow. I mean, yesterday, I should say. And, of course, uh, all of the uh, fantastic racing that happened in the slop, in the mud, and all that other stuff there at the fairgrounds. Let's go take a look at what happened there. Yesterday, they started out the races with the sloppy racetrack, and it didn't get any better over the 14 cards. 14 races on the card yesterday. Sloppy conditions. They stayed on the turf course for the stakes races. And so on a soft turf course, they ran the stakes races there. Just just a note for fairgrounds. We started uh, out the uh, stakes races yesterday. Uh, there were six of them, but we're going to get right to the big race, the Risen Star. $400,000 grade two Risen Star, 50 Kentucky Derby points. And the winner coming from off the pace in the slop to run down the pace setter was Sierra Leone, the Chad Brown trainee, Tyler Gaffleone aboard. That was Gaffleone's second win of the day, both stakes races, by the way. Paid seven forty, and you know that Jonathan Hardoon, from the first time I asked him about the Risen Star, way back at the beginning of the week, said he loved Sierra Leone. He loved the horse throughout the week, and boy, let me tell you, that horse performed with panache yesterday. I mean, he did not look like he was going to be any part of the winner's uh, celebration there until the top of the stretch, and he unleashed a closing charge that caught Track Phantom with a few yards to go before they hit the wire. Sierra Leone caught him and went by him, and Sierra Leone, a solid win in the Risen Star for Chad Brown and Tyler Gaffleone. 50 Kentucky Derby points. Puts them right up with the leaders in the Kentucky Derby leaderboard. Uh, Track Phantom was second after setting an early pace, and... Um, Catching Freedom finished third in that race. Catching Freedom ridden by Luis Saez. So that's how they finished in the Risen Star. Earlier, the Rachel Alexandra uh, for three-year-old fillies. And, of course, this race held 50 Kentucky Oaks points for the Kentucky Oaks. In this race, this $300,000 grade three race, the one there was Tafifa, or Tarifa, I should say. Tarifa, Trained by Brad Cox, got the victory. Flavian Pratt aboard. This was Pratt's second win of the day and his second stakes win of the day at that. Uh, Rifa paid $7 even for the win. That was a solid win, too. She came down the middle of the racetrack and uh, ran uh, right by uh, the leaders and got the win easily. Intricate, which was a big bet on the, on the board. I mean, Intricate went off as the favorite in this race, finished second. Perfect shot was third. The disappointment in the race was VV's dream that uh, really guests didn't really like that uh, course at all. Uh, Tarifa wins for Flavian Pratt and Cox in the Rachel Alexandra. Other stakes races on the card earlier at the fairgrounds included the fairground stakes at a mile and one-eighth on the soft turf. The winner there was Beatbox, Joel Rosario's third win of the day and his second stakes win of the day for Cherie DeVoe. Beatbox paid eleven sixty, outrunning strong quality and Johnny's Fireball, a big long shot there. In the Mineshaft Stakes at a mile and sixteenth for four year olds enough, the winner there was Money Supply, who supplied money for his backers. Joe Sharp, the trainer, Tyler Gaffleone's first uh, stakes win of the day, twenty dollars and twenty cents there, outrunning Best Actor, uh, who finished second, and Gas Gasoline, who finished third. Jonathan Hardoon both had uh, the winner, of course, of the Risen Star and both of these last two stakes races we talked about. His uh, picks finished second. They were live horses in both the fairground stakes and the mine shaft. The Albert Stahl, 10th race on the card, on the tur- soft turf at a mile and 16th. The winner there was Spirit and Glory for Flavian Pratt and Robert Falcone Jr. $8 even for the win there, out, out running Trying My Heart Out and Watch This Birdie who finished third. And in the earlier Colonel Power, on the uh, off the turf, this one came off the turf, five and a half furlongs. It was le- raced on the main track. The winner there was Minnesota Ready, uh, Tom Amos trainee, Joel Rosario riding at 460, outrunning Just Might and Private Rick. But all in all, on the day with the off track going all day long, uh, was exciting racing yesterday at the fairgrounds. And uh, can't wait where Sierra Leone goes next. Uh, certainly one of the leaders there. And Jonathan Ardoon really liked this horse, and I can see that he uh, really likes him today, that's for sure. At Aqueduct, a couple of stakes races there. The Ruthless Stakes won by Helena's Forte. 
Eric Cancel for Philip Bauer, paying six twenty, outrunning uh, Jayla Princess and uh, Value Area in the uh, Broadway. The winner there was Security Code. Philip Serpa trainee there. Jose Jose Lascano Road at thirteen eighty, outrunning Venti Valentine and uh, Can't Hurt Love, who finished third in that one. Pick six paid well at uh, at Aqueduct yesterday. Paid thirty three thousand three twenty two fifty. Uh, and Jerry Jackowitz, uh, his uh, audible uh, pick on the day yesterday at Aqueduct when his uh, first horse got scratched, uh, Belouse won easily in the fourth race. He said that horse looked like maybe a singleton if you were playing pick fours, pick threes, and the pick five in that sequence. So Jerry gave us a winner there. Santa Anita yesterday, the Baffle Stakes won by Stay Hot. And uh, both the uh, the trainer, Peter Erton, and the jockey, Antonio Frisou, pr- appropriately named this horse. These guys both together have been hot recently at Santa Anita. They get the win in the baffle at 660, outrunning Hart, Hearted and uh, uh, Charge for Gold, who finished third in that race. John Lendo came with a winner for us on the show in the third race with Shady Tiger, that paid seven even. Jerry Jackowitz came with a reverse play. That not only hit the reverse exacta, but the trifecta and the superfecta in the fifth race. His uh, key horse ran second. Favorite won that race at 540. The reverse dollar exacta, 1370. The reverse dollar try, $66.80. And the reverse 10 cent super paid 7555. I want to thank uh, Mr. Jackowitz for that reverse play and John Lindo for his winner. And on the card yesterday, uh, Juan Hernandez and. Uh, Hector Berrios both had a couple of wins each. Gulfstream Park, uh, the Royal Delta won by Honor the Lady. Jose Ortiz, third win of the day for Safi Joseph Jr., 11.40 there, outrunning Soul of an Angel. Big long shot there, Soul of an Angel. And uh, Mary Clay Contrary finished third. It was a battle of uh, jockey supremacy yesterday at Gulfstream between Jose Ortiz and Paco Lopez. Uh, they were tied after Ortiz won the Royal Delta, but Paco won the final race to get four wins on the day and pay thirteen forty there. It was kind of fun to watch those two guys go at it at Gulfstream yesterday. Oaklawn Parks, Dixie Bell won by Extreme Diva for McLean Robertson, Eduardo Gallardo, the winning jockey there, six sixty for Extreme Diva, outrunning uh, Blue Blue Squall and uh, Tanya Showers. And in the uh, Laurel uh, races there, the were four stakes races. The John B. Campbell won by It's Sizzling Time, 25.40. Danelli Morris, Charming Way, paying $6 even. In the Barbara Fritchie, the winner there was Apple Pickle for Sheldon Russell and Brittany Russell together. They paid twelve forty in that race. And then they came back in the General George and won that as well as a team. Brittany Russell trained. Sheldon Russell Ridden, post-time wins and pays uh, a favorite price at $2.60. So they won a couple of stakes races together yesterday at Laurel. Finally, at Turfway Park, the Dust Commander won by Shirley Furious, a Bell Sadia aboard at $8.90. And that's just about it went, uh, how it went yesterday. And again, remember, today, off the turf at Tampa and uh, Gulfstream, uh, the weather is uh, raining down there. The Daytona 500 postponed till tomorrow. And they've already canceled Santa Anita for tomorrow's President's Day card. You're up to date on all that. Now we're going to go to our first break. When we come back, your racing menu. And then we'll get started with Jonathan Ardoon. We got uh, Jerry Jackowitz. We got John Lindo. And, of course, we got Rich Ang. So don't go away on this Sunday race day show. South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Okay, back on Race Day Las Vegas for this Sunday. A quick note of the weather across the country. There's a mess going on in Florida. It's just rain, 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 and more rain in Florida, that's for sure. But it's all down 
in the south right there over Florida, it seems. And uh, the rest of the east coast is clear. I understand that aqueduct's beautiful today, rather there. It's gorgeous here in Las Vegas. The sun is shining bright here. And uh, right now we've got 52 degrees. We're going to go up to 69 and we'll be 70 degrees by tomorrow, a President's Day Monday. As far as the weather on the West Coast, everything else in between is pretty clear. As far as the weather on the West Coast, well, you got some action going on, snow in Idaho and uh, Utah. Right now, along the West Coast, it's clear. But they're expecting, they say, rain tomorrow, so we'll go with that. But it's going to be a clear day today at uh, Santa Anita. Maybe the rain will come in a little bit later on. In the meantime, let's get started with your racing menu today. Here's the menu of racetracks available today as they stand right now in the Racebook, Somacast Centers, and racetracks around the country. Remember, first post times we broadcast on the show each and every day reflect that of the Pacific Time Zone because we're in the Pacific Time Zone right here in Las Vegas. After all, it is Race Day Las Vegas. And uh, these will be the first post times that roll out in our racebooks here at the South Point and in the Pacific Time Zone. If you're listening anywhere else in any other time zone and all those other places that we mentioned at the top of the show when we welcome you to the show, adjust to the Pacific Time Zone from whatever one you're in. I don't want you to miss anything like I miss Mom and Dad. Now let's get started with your menu. We begin the menu with Gulfstream Park. And as we said again, at Gulfstream Park, no turf racing today, which means the first race, the fifth race, the eighth race, and the tenth race. 3, 5, 8, and 10 will be off. I'm sorry, 2, 5, 8, and 10. 2, 5, 8, and 10 will come off the turf on to the uh, tap of the footing. Uh, pick 6 jackpot carry over there at Gulfstream Park. A nice one, $244,206 in the Rainbow Pick 6 jackpot there at Gulfstream. And their first post time for the uh, 10 races today is at 9:10. Then we have Aqueduct, the big A in New York. And as we said, it is just gorgeous today at Aqueduct. Right now it's sunny, 31 degrees. The track is going to be fast at Aqueduct. Finally, they're getting good weather there. And uh, a first post time, no carryovers, but the first post time at Aqueduct is set at 9.20. Feature race today is the Matty May Stakes. The $100,000 race a mile for three-year-old fillies will be the eighth. Right now, no scratches on the board. Seven to five favorite there is my main squeeze with uh, Jose Lascano. First post time at the Big A, 9.20. Then we go to Laurel Park. Laurel Park has nine races from Maryland. And uh, Laurel Park, of course, first post time is 9.25. 9.25 at Laurel Park today. Then we'll go next to Tampa Bay Downs. Again, no turf racing at Tampa Bay, which means the uh, th- uh, make that the fifth race. Uh, well, they only had one race scheduled for the turf at uh, Tampa Bay. I guess they knew that bad weather was coming. So the fifth race is off the turf. The rest are on the main as well as that one. Nine races today at Tampa Bay and a first post time of 930. Their pick six jackpot carry over $4,026. Then we got to Oaklawn Park in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Nine races at Oaklawn. First post time at Oaklawn is at 1030. Fairgrounds the day after. I would imagine the track is probably still a little bit off after all that rain they had. Uh, Fairgrounds has eight races, and their first post time is at 10.45, 10.45 at the Fairgrounds today. And uh, then you go to Sunland Park, where they have six stakes races today at Sunland Park. They'll start out with the Hedeman Mile, uh, the Red Hedeman Mile. That's the third race on the card, a mile for three-year-olds. And in that race, eight to five favorite is Community Leader. Then you go to the fifth race, the Harry Henson Handicap named after the famous track announcer both in Chicago and in Southern California at Hollywood Park. Had a chance to work under Harry. He was a great guy, and I'm glad to see that uh, they had uh, they keep this uh, race named after him. His home is uh, right by Sunland there as well, was anyhow. And uh, in the Harry Henson, there are six going to the post. Four to five favorite there is Flying Connection. Joel Rosario is there to ride today. He's riding Flying Connection in the Harry Henson. The Bill Thomas Memorial is the sixth race on the card, and in that race, you got six going. Two-to-one favorite Jackson Traveler with Joel Rosario aboard. And then the $250,000 Sunland Park Oaks for three-year-old Phillies. No points up for grabs for the Kentucky Oaks, but there's six going in that one as well. And uh, the favorite in there, two-to-one, is Candy Isle. And then you got the $100,000 Enchantress, a mile uh, for Phillies, uh, for three-year-old Phillies. That's the eighth. Eight go to the post on that one. Nine to five favorite is paying in, paying off my marker. And then the $400,000 Sunland Park Derby, 20 Kentucky Derby board points uh, for the leader there. Uh, Sunland Park 
has eight going in that Sunland Park Derby. And the favorite there at five to two is Stronghold with Antonio Fresu going there. I do believe that's a Phil D'Amato trainee. Uh, ten races overall at Sunland. A couple of small carryovers there. The pick five, regular pick five, 305 bucks. Uh, and a super high five carryover of $639. And a first post time at Sunland Park today with their features at 1125. $1125 there. Santa Anita kicks in at 12.30 with a nine-race card. Feature is the Spring Fever Stakes, six furlongs, Phillies and Mares, four-year-olds and up. Eighth race on the card, six go to the post before scratches. A very competitive six-pack, too. Two-to-one favorite there is Caddy's Ruby, uh, and Caddy's Ruby, I should say. Edwin Maldonado aboard at a lukewarm two-to-one. Nine races at Santa Anita today and a first post time of 12.30. Golden Gate, Northern California has eight races. Their first post time is 12.45 at Golden Gate. Pick six jackpot carryover, $81,216. They got a super high five carryover, $2,799. And again, first post time at Golden Gate, 12.45. And then you've got Los Alamitos to wrap it up. Southern California at Los Al. Los Alamitos has a first post time of 5.15. And uh, they also uh, will uh, seed their pick six pot today for $10,000. It's Sunday. 10000 is already in the pick six pot there at Los Alamitos. A regular pick six, uh, not a jackpot, a regular pick six. But there's ten grand they seed in there for that day, uh, for Sundays. Nine races today, one thoroughbred, three mixed breed, five quarter horses. And the final race is the quarter horse feature, the Brad McKenzie Winter Championship at 400 yards for four-year-olds and up. And the purse there, $135,400. First post time, 515. Hello, Alamitos. Time for Jonathan Ardoon. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? I'm doing fine. We can go ahead and cut the menu music. Yeah, <laughs> we've, the music. we've had enough of that. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, good morning, Jonathan. Uh, your horse came up big yesterday in the Risen Star. He looks like he's got a future, maybe as much as uh, the first Saturday in May at Churchill Downs. Well, he certainly does. I mean, you know, with the fact that Nisos can show up certainly doesn't hurt, and I'm sure it is known in the Chad Brown team that's too upset about it but uh at this point uh, you know he just looks clearly the best he's only had three starts so he certainly has room for more improvement but so far so good listen they didn't go suicide fractions on the front end no. you know it was in uh, honest pace and he closed into it source ralph he really is and uh we said it before the race that that would be the best uh, pre-derby race that we've seen so far and i think it was and the good thing about it is he showed another dimension yesterday and he performed admirably, obviously, on the off track. So now he's he's proven on a, a regular track, you know, a, a fast track. He's proven on an off track. And boy, with just four starts and proving all of that, going two turns against the most competitive uh, Kentucky Derby prep race so far, uh, this guy should be right uh, at the top of the heap, right? It was only his third start, so oh, you know start. that's even better. Not yeah. his fourth, yeah. But listen, his first start as a three-year-old, first time in blinkers. You know, his last race at Aqueduct, he took the lead and maybe he pulled himself up. That's why Chad Brown put the blinkers on. I'm not sure, but whatever it was, he was professional yesterday, and uh, he wanted on the square and take nothing away from him. The interesting thing about yesterday, Ralph, was yeah. the thirteenth race, the Rachel Alexander. Tarifa won the race for Brad Cox and won it about as impressively as you can. But all everybody was talking about on social media, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. is the fact that Tarifa was six to one when she left the gate and she paid five to two. You can't do that, Ralph. You can't. And, you know, when it happens on big days and big races, the whole world gets to see what we everyday players go through. And five, you know, six to one to five to two, <laughs> that's not even half. Yeah. I mean, it's just terrible. They have to figure a way around this and it's going to destroy the game. It really is. Well, it's already, you know, a lot of people are already taking notice about that. And that is a subject matter that we can talk more about on Wednesday because we do need, you're right. We do need to address that because, uh, look, it's uh, bad enough that you're trying to uh, pick horses with a little value in it, and then you get horses with a little value in it, and they actually win the race, and you're pretty happy about winning a race. And then you sit there and you say, wait a minute, what happened to the price? You know, uh, that's just not kosher, it's just not kosher whatsoever. 
But the thing, uh, I just wanted to express one thing about this uh, Sierra Leone, uh, trained by Chad Brown. Now, this is not Chad Brown's forte. Chad Brown is, you know, he doesn't really participate a lot with a lot of high-priced horses that run in triple crown races. He's more of, uh, you know, getting older horses and handicapped horses and certainly a lot of grass racing uh, that he's dominant grass in. Grass horses. He's known. Yeah. Right. So he's what known I, for his grass horses. He's Yeah. Exactly. So what I'm saying is, for for this horse to do what he's doing so far, this horse is is fo- forcing like Brown and Brown not forcing him. You know what I'm saying? I, I think this horse is showing Brown a lot more than Brown thought. Yeah, he's telling Chad Brown, I'm taking you to the Derby. Yeah. You're not taking me to the Derby. I'm taking you to the Derby. Yeah, it's and a- it's interesting. Listen, he was highly regarded. They paid over $2 million for him, so they knew that he had an opportunity to be something special. But there are plenty of $2 million-plus horses that we don't see run, much less turn out to be any good. So it's a great story, and uh, hopefully the horse stays sound and has a healthy future because he looks like he could be something special. And not even a question about that. Now, uh, you know, we get to the Sunland Park Derby. It's really not on the radar screen of uh, people looking towards the first Saturday in May, but it does have 20, uh, you know, Kentucky Derby leaderboard points. And some of the, uh, the, the bigger trainers... Did send a horse there. Steve Asmussen's got Informed Patriot, which is three to one. That's why Rosario is there. He'll be riding that horse. And of course, uh, Phil D'Amato has the uh, favorite from Southern California, Stronghold, uh, an offspring of uh, Ghost Zapper that Antonio Fresu will ride, a morning line favorite there. And then, of course, uh, you know, you've got Bill Morey, as I said. He, he uh, showed up with Lucky Jeremy. So it's, it's, it's going to be a fun race to watch and bet, I think. Yeah, well, it's a Sunday afternoon, not much going on in the three-year-old races, so this will take attention, no question about it. And you're right, it still is 20 points, and, you know, you never know. Maybe 20 points get you in somewhere on the bottom. Who knows? Right. But uh, it's still 20 points, and you need points to run, so right. you might as well try to take an easy way, an easy route. Yeah, well, remember Rich Strike, how he got in the— <laughs> In the Kentucky Derby, from outside yeah. looking in, uh, the very last horse in with the the the, the cusp points to get in, with a, a late scratch in that race, and he goes on to win the Kentucky Derby in a shocker. So we'll wait and see about that. And of course, next Saturday, uh, the uh, center of attention will be shifting to Oaklawn Park because they will, of course, hold the Rebel Stakes. I understand Locked is uh, scheduled to go on the Rebel, and uh, that's a Grade Two that has uh, Kentucky Derby points. And, uh, you know, they'll have several other races on the card. And, of course, the uh, honeybee for three-year-old fillies is also uh, looking towards uh, the Kentucky Oaks. So we got uh, these prep races now are starting to come each and every weekend, that's for sure. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll kind of savor the moment with the uh, with uh, Sierra Leone and, for, and whoever wins today at uh, Sunland until next weekend. Anyhow, uh, Jonathan, you, had, you, did great, you did great work for us uh, going over fairgrounds. Obviously, the horse that you loved won the uh, Risen Star, but you also uh, had selections and you ran second in both the uh, fairground stakes and the mineshaft. Your horses were well meant and they were live horses, but they just got uh, beaten by some other horses who are a little bit more live. That's all. But in any case, uh, we will now get to some picks for today. And uh, of course, you did give us uh, a winner uh, at, uh, I believe, uh, well, you gave us a winner there at the fairgrounds. So let's get started with uh, what you got for today. Okay, let's look at the seventh race today. It's a flat mile, one turn um, on the main track. And by the way, it is absolutely beautiful in New York. It's very cold, but the sun is shining and no snow or rain in sight. So that's a good thing. Anyway, seventh race today, a mile on the main track. And I like the number 10 horse in here, Pit Boss. Pit Boss is a seven-year-old gelding from the David Jacobson barn. He claimed this horse two starts back. When he ran a big figure, last time out he bounced. He was up against the track that day. He draws a good outside box. Isaac Castillo aboard to ride. 10 to 1 on the morning line. Number 10, Pit Boss. Upsets and wins today. Seventh race out at Aqueduct. At the Big A on a beautiful day for racing there. In the seventh race, you like the 10, Pit Boss. Pit Boss at 10 to 1 on the morning line. We'll wait and see where he closes at and, uh, and see what he pays off at the end. But in any case, the 10 horse in the seventh race. And I got to tell you, Jonathan, you know, you come out for the Kentucky Derby seminars and you will be coming out again for the Kentucky Derby seminars, staying here at the South Point. Now, listen, my man, there's all the pit bosses out there now that heard you give that horse out. 
the horse better win. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of these pit bosses uh, frowning at you when you show up here. But in any case, in the seventh race, the 10 pit boss is your play at Aqueduct. What about Santa Anita? Let's go to race number five, a mile on the main track. And I like the number five horse in here, Zemba Warrior. This is a seven-year-old gelding who was claimed two starts back by trying to Bob Hess. I like the fact that he goes back and he reclaims a seven-year-old. Kent Asomo aboard to ride. He's listed at 8 to 1 in the morning line. Number five, Zimba Warrior, upsets and wins today's fifth race out at Santa Anita. And for those of us who've been following racing for a long time, we know that Kent DeSormo and that particular trainer have had very much success together over the years, and now he uh, gets them to ride this horse. Uh, number five, Zimba Warrior, all, uh, all indications look like this horse is going to uh, run a uh, monster race, hopefully a race good enough at least to win the race. In the fifth race, number five, Zimba Warrior with Kent DeSormo aboard. That is the anchor, of course, in the early pick five and early pick four and right smack dab in the middle of all the other late uh, over race over pets as well. So uh, the uh, five in the fifth, easy to remember, at Santa Anita. How many seats you got today, Jonathan? We got uh, Aqueduct, Gulfstream, Oakland, and Santa Anita, the usual four. Yes, and I know that it's a Sunday morning, and a lot of people obviously uh, have gotten their, their shock treatment now because we have on our screen for the people watching at the, the South Point Studios feed, you actually sitting there with a tie and a jacket. <laughs> you, look like a, you look like a politician there, but in any case, that's where you get Jonathan's sheets, sheets and uh, we will talk to you, Jonathan. Uh, and certainly with your soapbox for Wednesday, that's for sure. Thank you, Ralph. Stay safe and be well. You got it. Um, by the way, I want to real quick, before you leave, I want to remind everybody that tomorrow, President's Day, you will have sheets uh, for Oak Lawn and Aqueduct on your site, right? Always at 6 p.m. the night before the races. Correct. Okay. Thank you, my man. All right. We're taking our break Thank on this you, Sunday. Ralphie. We're taking our break on this Sunday. When we come back, we'll go to Rich Ang and then, of course, John and Jerry. So don't go away. We're just starting to get some winners here. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. When a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers supports them. The foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Home Program. Through their Smart Home Program, catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home, specially adapted adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's race book has you covered. Okay, back on race day, I do want to make a correction. I, I, when I said locked uh, might be going in the Rebel, he is not. He's going to go to the Fountain of Youth. That's his next uh, stop. He's uh, possible for the Fountain of Youth uh, at uh, Gulfstream Park, obviously. He worked the, the other day in four furlongs in 49.68. And uh, he's uh, looking towards uh, the uh, Fountain of Youth at uh, Gulfstream Park. As far as the Rebel is concerned, Timberlake and Muth are both uh, leading the way for probables in the uh, Rebel Stakes. The, it's a 
$250,000 race, by the way, a prep for the Kentucky Derby that will be. It's a grade two. It will be run at uh, Oaklawn Park uh, this coming weekend. And, of course, uh, that does hold Kentucky Derby points. Okay, now time to go to Rich Ang standing by. Richie, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralphie. Well, what'd you think of that uh, race yesterday? Well, as advertised, you know, because Jonathan uh, broke down the race just perfectly. Uh, he was very high on Sierra Leone. Uh, track Phantom ran very well, but uh, hard to come up with an excuse for him. And uh, the horse that I recommended to use on the underneath Catching Freedom ran third. So yeah. it was a, it didn't pay a whole lot, but the trifecta was right there in front of you. Yeah, the trifecta was uh, decent for the, uh, I guess it was if you're, classifying by the odds it was like the abc or abd uh, horses in the race that uh, ran in that way uh to the uh to the uh, trifecta and exact and of course the win but uh it was uh you know i can't understand how they can run uh, important races like this and important races all day long at the fairgrounds on their racetrack in sloppy conditions and we're canceling races in southern california for the same type of conditions I heard you made that make that comment, and I had the same thought yesterday, Ralph, as I'm watching the races on the, the muddy track, the sloppy track. I was thinking if that weather had hit Santa Anita on San Anita Derby Day, they probably would have canceled, wouldn't they? I mean, they, they have, they've been doing it uh, recently, so um, that, w- that would raise a specter of uh, uh, something happening on a big day in, uh, in San Anita. No question about that, and I guess the big question now is who makes those decisions, because if it's a HISA decision, HISA also covers Louisiana, it's part of the United States, so why the difference? And if HISA is not making that decision, then it's got to be a Southern California regulation or decision made within the state of California and their officials. I'll, uh, I'll ask John Lindo in just a moment. We'll get a pick from you for Santa Anita, though, today. Yeah, you know, I, I did want to make one more comment before sure. I give the pick. Uh-huh. Chad Brown, uh, about the only thing missing on his resume is a Kentucky Derby. And I know he's had uh, a couple of close calls. I think Good Magic ran second one year. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, he's, you know, it, it's nice to see, well, you know, I mean, not, not that he uh, is barren of any stock, but, you know, people giving him nice dirt horses with dirt pedigree that they can go along. And obviously he can train as well as anybody in, uh, uh, in, in horse racing. So good luck to Sierra Leone. As far as the pick for today, Ralph, let's go to race number eight. It's the uh, Spring Fever Sprint Stakes. And uh, let's go with number two, Big Pond, to get the uh, turn the tables on the three, Daddy's Ruby. Uh, the two of them had a, just a thrilling finish in the La Brea last time out. I'm looking for Big Pond to uh, turn the tables. Frankie DeTore rides uh, this horse for the second time. Maybe that familiarity will help get this horse's nose down at the wire. So uh, number two, Big Pond in race eight is my pick today. All right, the eighth race, the Spring Fever Stakes today. You like the two Big Pond, uh, Frankie DeTore aboard, number two in the eighth race. And, of course, Rich got uh, all of his selections for San Anita today, as he does every Southern California Racing Day, right at the racedaylasvegas.com websites. And I will make this uh, point when you're talking about uh, Chad Brown, uh, such a great trainer that he is uh, still missing the Kentucky Derby trophy on his mantle. I remember uh, quite a few years ago, Charlie Whittingham, one of the great trainers of all time and certainly in Southern California, used to run horses sometimes in the Kentucky Derby. And then he had a long, long draft in between, a long time in between. And he said he'd never go back to the Derby unless he had a horse that really he thought could win the race. He came back to the Derby and he won that race with Ferdinand and Bill Shoemaker. So maybe we ought to take a close look at what Chad Brown's got going here this year. That's for sure. Hey, thanks a lot, Rich. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, if you want me, uh, yeah. I'll, definitely, uh, I'll, I'll definitely be on that uh, Wednesday. Yeah, sure. We want to, we want to get back to your uh, fine-tuning for March Madness right around the corner. Yeah. Okay, Ralph. Hey, thanks. Good luck, everybody. All right. Coming up next, uh, our final act on this uh, race day show, as it is most days, and that is John and Jerry. Don't go away. South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered.
Race Day Las Vegas show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. Okay, I want to remind you about some of the shows uh, coming up here on uh, South Point Studios each and every day. And, of course, that is uh, uh, five days a week, Wednesday through Sunday. That's us. And then, of course, the Punchline Show with Frank Nicotero. He's on five days a week, Monday to Friday from noon to 1 o'clock. These are all Pacific times. And Sports by the Book, seven days a week. They'll be following us this morning. Uh, They're on Monday through Friday from 3 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And Saturday and Sunday as today from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. And they got all the stuff you need about uh, sports betting, et cetera. They're really great shows. Now let's go out to uh, John Lindo standing by. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? Well, I can tell you this, my man. Uh, you know, w- 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 Muth is expected to go to uh, Arkansas uh, for the Oak Lawn race. And, of course, that race is $1,250,000. But if he wins under Bob Baffert's carry, he's going to get no Kentucky Derby points. But the money's good, right? <laughs> he's running for the purses, Ralph. And uh, I think they enter today for next Saturday at Oak Lawn Park. So we should have those Rebel entries by... Uh, this afternoon, sometime Pacific time. So that'll be interesting to see. He he will have a representative there. I don't know if it will be uh, Muth or if it will be someone else. Uh, Bob Baffert tends to make a game-time decision. Mm-hmm. Whoever's doing the best at the current time will show up at Oakland. Yep, for the money, for that money right there that day. Not uh, something's happening on the first Saturday in May, that's for sure. Uh, John, your thought about observations of the Risen Star yesterday? That's a good horse. I, I tell you what, Sierra Leone uh, rallied right into a slow pace. He's still a little green. He wants to lay on horses. The blinkers helped a little bit. But you could tell traveling at the half-mile pole down the backside, he was loaded and just waiting for Tyler Gaffleone to ask him to go. So he was very, very sensible about how he did it. He checked a lot of boxes. He got the mile and eighth, no problem. He'll go further than that. And now that he has enough points to get in the Kentucky Derby, Chad Brown can pick and choose where he wants to go. I understand Probably the bluegrass will be his uh, at Keeneland will be his final prep for the Derby. Makes sense. That makes sense. That race there is good as well positioned for that final tune up before the Kentucky Derby. And it's in that state. So you won't have to travel too far. John, I got to ask you. I mean, they ran in the slop. They ran on the soft turf yesterday at fairgrounds. Everything was fine. Horses performed well. And yet, uh, you know, the skies start clouding up in Southern California and they say no moss and cancel the races. What's the deal? Well, first of all, in Louisiana, they're they're in a legal battle with Haiza, so they don't conform to all their rules. So we'll give them that. But you see, around the country, I mean, Turfway Park in Kentucky, they were race, racing in snowstorms this week. Um, it's just the California Horse Racing Board, the the rules that we have to run by in California now. And to me, Ralph, you're asking my opinion. They've they've taken the horsemanship out of being a horseman. They don't want the horsemen to decide when when to go and when to work. And uh, I don't think that's right. A lot of times you get a little moisture in the track. It's a better surface than when it's dry because it can be very deep. Uh-huh. So uh, these are the rules that we, we have in California. Our choice is whether to race there or not. Uh, you know, under these conditions, obviously we can't. And as a result, you know, you see uh, the field sizes and some of the horses have left California to go other places. Not to mention the fact that you keep canceling races, the horsemen don't have an opportunity to run their horses. And uh, number two, the horses can't stay as fit as they would normally uh, by uh, working out every day and running on uh, some types of different racetracks. You got to you got to you know, you got to sit there and and have a little confidence in the trainer that he's going to take the best care of his horses and not do anything that uh, is uh, detrimental to the horse. That's for sure. I guess you got about 25 percent chance of rain today. Uh, uh, Yeah, it's cloudy here, but uh, it doesn't look like it's going to rain. If anything, it might come in tonight, and it's supposed to rain pretty good tomorrow. We'll see what happens, but that's tomorrow. So I'm I'm, uh, 98% sure we'll be fast and firm as Santa Anita today. And, of course, 85%, forget it, is 100% down there in Florida. I mean, they uh, postponed the Daytona 500 till tomorrow, and we know that both Tampa and Gulfstream have taken all their turf races off the turf. So uh, we'll wait and see there. You have uh, not only a selection, uh, the Linda report for selections in all the races today and a suggested late pick for Santa Anita, but you also put together a coast-to-coast pick five on the weekends that they have it. You have one there for today, but uh, I understand that, of course, you're telling everybody to watch the uh, the races at Gulfstream on the turf, right? 
Well, they're off the grass at Gulfstream Park, and I, I handicapped the one race that's in the coast-to-coast sequence, race 10 at Gulfstream. I handicapped that thing, and that race will end up on Tapita. So I have no no qualms with what I have on the sheet there as far as selections. They're good to go for the, the synthetic surface. Great. Glad to hear about that. And uh, now we'll take a winner uh, at Santa Anita off that nice winner yesterday. Paid a nice, solid price, too. Yeah, fair price there. And yeah. let's try and get another one. Third race today at Santa Anita. I like the way number seven, first time in forever, really ran through the wire last time, won easily without being asked for her best. She takes a slight step up in class. Uh, Frankie DeTore looked like he found the keys to the engine here. Sit a nice stocking trip uh, right behind the speed. And if she runs the way she did last time, she's going to win again. Three to one on the program, number seven. First time in forever, race number three, Santa Anita. Third race, number seven, first time in forever. How about first under the wire and in the winner's circle? The third race, number seven, is uh, John Lindo's play for the race day listeners. Get the rest of the Lindo report, comprehensive as it is, picks in all the races today. Of course, the suggested late pick four and a coast-to-coast uh, coast coast pick five suggestion as well. Uh, and the coast-to-coast pick five, of course, uh, is uh, to the racing conditions that will be at both places today. It's all in one comprehensive sheet, and that is here at the South Point, only at the South Point here in Las Vegas, in our race book here, and it's free of charge because they love horse players and the Lender Report as well. John, we will uh, we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Yep, and no Lender Report tomorrow, though. They canceled Santa yeah. Anita. Not enough time to get up to speed on the Oakland car tomorrow, so I'm taking a frustrating day off tomorrow. Okay, okay. Spend some presents, will you? <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot, John. Good luck. All right, now we're going to go to Jerry Jackowitz standing by. Uh, I, he, what's this uh, T-shirt you got there? It says Classic on it. Yeah, this was from uh, 2016 yeah. when the Classic concert, there was one on the East Coast and one on the West Coast at Chavez Ravine. Ah. Uh, it was Eagles, Fleetwood Mac, Steely Dan, um, Journey, Oh. Earth, Wind, and Fire, and the Doobie Brothers. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, two days of concerts. It was called the Classic West. Fantastic. I would pay a good price uh, to pay, uh, just see one of those uh, in concert. By the way, Chicago. Oh, yeah. No, Chicago. I, if the Eagles, well, you can't see uh, Fleetwood Mac anymore. I don't yeah, think, right, but, yeah. But if the Eagles are in town, I'd. You know, yeah, I'm there. Yeah, that's our, that's our generation. Uh, that's about where the music uh, that I stopped uh, for listening, that's for sure. It, uh, good stuff, that's for sure. I thought maybe it was uh, for the Breeders' Cup Classic, but that classic's okay. What about the hat? Yeah. The hat was from Seville. Okay. We were, well, Your Seville hat. It's called the Magic City. Seville's pretty cool, too, but uh, yeah. I recommend it. All right, well, you got... Uh, there's a lot of good music still out there. You know, there's always good music, Ralph. So. Yeah. Music is the, the human being's uh, sense of marking time. You always have memories of yeah, really music. Yeah. No doubt about it. Okay. Uh, now, uh, you had, we had a nice uh, reverse winner yesterday uh, for you. And, uh, of course, uh, if you have a thought or two about the Risen Star, otherwise we'll right get to the picks. Well, actually, the, the horse, I mean, Sierra Leone, once again, impressed. He's been out three times, and he's just run remarkably good races in every race. And he's a big, strong horse. I, you have to think he's going to get better. The horse that actually, like, really sort of made me, my eyes pop a little bit was Tuscan Sky in the third race. So he beat Nash, and Nash's a nice horse. And it was first time two turns, and he really he finished again fantastically well. This is an unusually good-looking three-year-old. We may have a heck of a crop this year. I mean, there may be a bunch of good ones. So yes, we'll see. and I'm glad you mentioned that because I noted that as well in the third race. It was early on the card at the fairgrounds, but in the third race, Tuscan Sky uh, raised a few eyebrows. I don't know where he's going next, but I'm going to think he's probably uh, maybe going in a race that uh, might have uh, some Kentucky Derby implications. We'll wait and see about that. But that was a solid win. All right, time to get started, Jerry. Yeah, if he's not if he's not a uh, number one in Pletcher's Barna, who is? Let's see, Let's see some good ones. <laughs> well, I guess what is it? Fear, if fierce, is his fierceness still in there? Oh, uh, fierceness. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, he's he's pretty good. All right, let's go to the seventh today. We'll try Daddy's Nose, the nine horse in the seventh at Aqueduct. Make a nice uh, win place bet here. Let me click up over here and. Um, you know, we're getting three to one, so we're really going to stay mostly in the win position here. 
Um, I'll take the nine over the five, six, seven, ten. Do some reverses, five, six, seven, ten back over the nine. But the nine, Daddy knows for Ray Handel, great trainer. Six wide, trying to get to the lead last time out was just a little bit too much in the slop. Repeats okay. that race is going to be tough to beat. And uh, you, this particular race is a one mile race, so it's just a one turn, one mile at Aqueduct, right? Yeah, the last yeah. one was two. Yeah. Okay, uh, here's the deal. Uh, you got the uh, nine, Daddy Knows, over five, six, seven, and ten. Jonathan came earlier with the ten, so I got a Sirocco play from you two guys in the seventh race at Aqueduct. Yeah. Again, you're nine over five, six, seven, ten, and reverse. And Jonathan is the ten, so I got the nine, ten, ten, nine exacta box for a Sirocco play in the seventh race at Aqueduct. What about Santa Anita? What about? Let's go over to race number five. Let's get some good juju. The four horse. <laughs> okay. Peter Urit. I mean, we're all we're all playing Peter Uriton because it seems like the last week he he has to win every race. It seems like. Well, he's just been really hot. Um, but this horse is nice coming off a little freshening from December 30th. Runs really good figures. Top train. It's got one up. And uh four to one is very generous for this horse. So I have to take it. Um I'll take the four over the one three five. Do reverses one three five over the four. If he goes down below two to one, I'll pass. All right, I got another ding, ding, ding here because Jonathan also came at Santa Anita in the fifth race. He liked the five Zimba Warriors. So you guys are giving me two great Sirocco plays here today in the fifth race at Santa Anita. Jerry likes number four, Good Juju, the four over one three and Jonathan's five. So it's the four over one three five and reverse. And again, I'm going to do the Sirocco play exacta box, the uh, 4554 at Santa Anita. So we got a couple of Sirocco plays there from our handicappers here on the show. Uh, and of course, uh, we will get those horses home a winner and have a nice Sunday evening dinner, that's for sure. All right, Jerry, uh, you have been on Wednesdays uh, coming on the show to give a little bit of uh, in, in not so much instructions, but philosophies on betting strategies, et cetera. Are you planning on doing that this Wednesday? Sure. Okay. Love to. Okay. Now we want to remind everyone. I think last week, oh, I think last week we talked about using the third and fourth position for long shots. Yes. How, yes. How we did. inexpensive it is. Okay. So Jerry, you'll be with us on Wednesday for another session on on your thoughts about betting strategies and how to how to uh, you know maximize uh, wagering uh, strategies and uh, value. Um, I want to remind everybody that Jerry J's Power Page will be available tomorrow, President's Day, for Aqueduct. Aqueduct and Oaklawn are running tomorrow. Santa Anita and Golden Gate have scratched out. But you will have a power page uh, for uh, uh, Aqueduct tomorrow, as well as today for Santa Anita and Aqueduct at your uh, website, right? Correct. And do you want to plug that website? Yeah, jerryjpowerpage.com. That's jerryjpowerpage.com. Simple. There you go. Just type in Jerry J into your Google and it usually comes right up. Okay, you got it, my man. That's the way we're going to end our Sunday show and uh, our shows for this week. But we'll be back on Wednesday. God willing, Crick don't rise. Jerry's got one more thing to say. Say it. Have a great race day, everybody. Everybody.